The NBA season is heating up and Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon have got you covered on The Mismatch. They discuss all the news, the trends, and transactions happening around the league. They also offer their on-court analysis and occasionally get into heated debates. Check out The Mismatch on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, welcome back. Monday edition Sports Cards Nonsense. I'm not at the beach anymore. That in and of itself is depressing. Um, um, I found sand on my headphones, and it made me feel closer. Well, I found out why I screwed up the audio last Tuesday. That was nice. I had the <laughs> volume turned. Apparently on a recorder, if you turn the volume off, it doesn't have any volume. So when you send the producer mm. Ronick an audio file, there's nothing on it. That doesn't sound right. You may want to double check that. Fair enough. Jesse, how are you, sir? I'm I don't good, care. Man. I, man, I hate when people do that. I do. Every podcast, I listened how to are probably- you? Shut up. I listened to probably 12 sports card podcasts last night. I, I, oh, my God. You were just that's catching why, up. That's why my stomach is uh, is what it is today. I am. Oh I feel Lord. horrible because I, I took in think, too much crap last night. I don't think anyone needs to hear about what's going on in that stomach. It was, I'll tell you right I now. had to hear about it while you were on the phone. <laughs> There's not a lot going was, on in it anymore. I'll tell you that right now. It was a All rough. Right, big. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Last time we didn't do it. You wanted to make sure we give a little a rundown. Let's do a rundown. What's on the show today? I like that you switch. Jesse's keeping it official. There. He's, Jesse's back, and I feel like throwing myself in front of a truck. So <laughs> You'll never, uh, this is our promise to you, audience. Today's you'll never, rundown. You'll never get the both of us at our 100% at the same time. Live show in Chicago, that Friday of the National, we will be on game. All right, here's a quick rundown. We're going to talk NBA at the beginning. Very brief. Uh, I teased we were going to talk football because of the Euro thing. Teaser over. Italy won. We didn't find any card information because Indy thought the show was tomorrow again, and it was today because we switched into Tuesday last week. Uh, that's our fault, so we'll have some of that on Thursday, I guess. I don't know anything about the sport anyway, so I'm not all that excited to talk about it. I do want to talk about the MLB Futures game uh, a little bit because we had some big-time standouts from there and some injury news, of course, the Acuna thing. Uh, yes. Bad injury news there. Good injury news for Eloy. We're going to talk a little bit about the other Joker. Uh, we got a quick one-on-one. We got some new releases. We got some picks from phones. <laughs> That's my favorite segment. <laughs> yep, the intelligently named segment. And then we got our mailbag. All right, go into it. We're over three minutes. I don't want any texts. Big picture. There you go. We're doing big picture quick like last week. Let's let's jump off right at, uh, before we get into baseball, basketball, the Giannis. finals games. What's happening? Did you watch any of the game last night where Giannis dominated? I saw some clips. I saw that he... I, I don't know what... No, of course I didn't watch the full game, but I saw clips. And I did see he scored over 40 points. And not a single person on the Suns scored over 20 points, uh, which is very unusual. But it also explains why they lost. Interesting as well, too. Giannis went nuts. Um, here's the here's the, first of all, the best thing. This does not relate to cards at all, but just the overreaction of media, which I, I just always find laughable. After game one, Suns, unbelievable. After game two, the Suns sweep, Suns in four, all this stupid stuff. The Bucks win a game last night. Fear the deer. <laughs> hey, here's an idea. Take a breath and shut up. I don't, we don't need a podcast after every game how the other team's going to win the series. Just breathe. Let it breathe. It's okay. 
I think take a breath and shut up should be chanted just like fear the deer. That's great. I'm taking the bucks and seven because I'm going to make money on my Giannis cards. I'm sticking with that. Now, we did not see a whole lot of movement. Giannis prices have stayed relatively the same. CP and Booker. Honestly, this is the most boring leading of all time. It's the same as we did last Thursday. Nothing has really changed. Go with the team you think is going to win. You're going to see an initial spike after the win. And the same, I believe, is going to hold true. Like we said on Thursday, you're going to see higher prices when the season starts next year than you will right now. Because I think the market is going to be in a more positive place then. Um, I will say, I think when we talked about this last, the uh, Chris Paul prices had gone up to like 1500 or something. They have dropped a little bit, actually. They're down uh, 1250 or so, but... You know, I think it all depends on that they lost the game. Therefore, it went down some. Um, yeah, and some of that, too, is just how many guys were chasing a PSA 10 Chris Paul tops Chrome right now. A lot of yeah. guys are not buying that card in this market period because they know, hey, we're going to pay a premium. I, um, I don't think I don't think anything put it this way. I don't think a single card has changed in value at all based on last night's game. Like you mean when you say at all, you mean like in the long term? Of- no, I mean, even even in the short term. Really? I don't think any I just don't think that's the reason. Like, there was just a Giannis Immaculate RPA that went off at auction this week, went for a ton of money. I think it was a six-figure card. It was on card ladder. Mm -hmm. That's not because he went for 40 last night. Just because it's an awesome Giannis rookie. Like, Chris Paul's market, if they go down 2-2, people aren't going to start dumping Chris Paul. At the end of the series, we'll see some movement. A short window of things drop and things jump up. But that's it. I just... The overreaction, though, with basketball is unbelievable to me. It is amazing on ESPN. I love it. And ESPN everywhere. It's It's just funny to me. What do you think is the next overreact? Or like, do you think football is going to be as hype as basketball has been the last few months? Yeah, because there's going to be nothing else going on there. Because there's nothing, be the, yeah. It won't be NHL, NBA are done. MLB won't be in the postseason yet. So I think what you're going to start seeing is just a crazy amount of hype for NFL guys, uh, which is a good thing because I think hype still creates a market and create creates price fluctuation. Um that's it. There was really no card-related news here because I don't think the card market overreacted. I think it was more just a sports market. I will so. say uh, one other thing I was going to point out was Middleton's prices. He had gone up to three twenty-five, mm-hmm. dropped down to two eighteen from like one week ago. So here's the thing. Well, again, I don't say it often because it usually hap- doesn't happen. We said this about Middleton. Yes, there was going to be this small window where you're going to be able to make money. But so few people are prepared to just sell immediately and have a platform and have access to it that most people are going to buy it. That's why I'm just sell it. As soon as you see a spike, you get rid of it. I would not be holding for that 320 sale. I'd be like, hey, I paid 200 for the card. I can go for 250 right now. Done. I think it really what we're learning in this market is the need to be uh, the need to have liquidity and just get things moved. So it's a, it's a big thing. So. Which we talk about, of course, you can do that on Starstock. That's a great platform. But if your cards aren't aren't already in there, you're what are you left to? Like you just sell on Facebook Marketplace or something? Because even eBay, they could return it like in three days still. The eBay thing I hate because of the returns. Yeah, that is true. Um, but yes, it just shows me the need. If you're set up with local card shops, if you're set up at card shows, uh, if you have a, any sort of online presence, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, where you can actually buy and sell cards, if you're part of these groups, these are the times when you cash in. And I always just tell people, listed for 5% cheaper than other people. You're still going to make a good profit, and you don't run the risk then of, oh, the guy you know, has a slow game or two and drops 30%. Move cards and don't hold. If you're trying to move cards, don't hold out for the absolute top dollar. You almost always lose money that way. So there you go. That's it. Big picture. People overreact, and I still think the Bucks are going to win in seven. They will not. So Well, let's talk a little baseball. 
Man, your intros are on point today. You weren't kidding, Jesse. Bring it. So the Futures game was last night. Brennan Davis was the, I mean, we had kind of talked about this Thursday. You're going to see some crazy market overreactions to the MLB Futures game. Because that prospect game, as we've always said, the baseball prospecting game is the penny stock. Not all pennies. Some of them are big dollars already. But the volatility is like penny stocks. And so Brendan Davis is a guy who's fallen out of favor in the hobby market. He still sells decent. But when he first debuted in 2020 Bowman, his raw autos were doing 150 to 200 bucks all day. People were buying the Cubs and PYTs for a couple hundred dollars. That was the same product as Bobby Witt, Jason Dominguez, all those guys. Brendan Davis and the Cubs were a top five, top 10 team for sure. And then he just kind of got quiet. He also missed about a month from April to May because he got drilled in the face with a ball. Oh. Um, so he's only been back a couple months. But he had two home runs last night, MVP of the MLB's future game. Uh, now, what does this mean long-term for him? I don't think it means anything. However, you've got some pricing data. Not to be confused yes. with Data, the Star Trek character. You um, like that? I love Star Trek, so you know I Do like you really? that. Uh, next Generation. What was the one I watched this year? Uh, did you watch Discovery, the new one on CBS? No, no, no. It was the other one. With the you old watch, bald guy. Who's the bald dude? That's Next Generation. Oh, Picard. You, you're there you about go. Picard. Yep. Oh, man. I Let's just go ahead and turn this podcast. After the first episode, I was in so far over my poof, I couldn't <laughs> even understand. But I liked it. So, All right. Really what, give me some Brennan Davis. Uh, before Jesse does this, this is from 2020 Bowman. So the release that came in 2020, April of 2020. What do you got? I'm hoping for autos and chrome if you got it. Okay. So basically right now, eBay has got... Some sales are not as many as we were hoping for, but let's go yesterday, July t- uh, 11th. His Brennan, uh, the Bowman Chrome PSA 10 Sapphire edition was selling, went from one was 450, the next one went up to $600. Yeah, before and after the game. Yep. Yeah. 33% um, jump. So his raw base auto uh, went from $80 up to about $150, uh, even $175 at one point. See, that right there, though, is another kind of universal truth right now that hasn't fluctuated despite all the market changes and all the new blood. First Bowman prospect cards of people, when there is a positive change, there is the biggest positive effect with those cards. He has other products out, autos and other cards. He's got second, third, you know, he has a bunch of different cards. 2020 Bowman, though, his first stuff, his base auto more than doubled overnight because he showed out in the Futures game. Now, what does that mean for Brennan Davis collectors? If you're just a Cubs guy, and I'm trying to talk a little bit more to the collectors because, you know, sometimes we get caught up in the just buy, sell, flip, you know, and that's fine. If you're a Brennan Davis collector, though, I think the, the Cubs are high on him. He's a top, one of the top rated prospects in their organization, if not the top right now. They also got a guy named Ed Howard uh, from this year's uh, 2020 Bowman draft, who's a stud. If you like the Cubs and you like following this kid and you're going to go to the double A games and see him and you're going to watch him come up, don't sell his stuff. Like, I have no issue with guys who, because prospect stuff of guys who make it in the league, their value has, from what we've seen over the last four to five years, since this has really taken over the market, they stay pretty steady, pretty competitive. Now, how much does that have to do with the fact that he's so, as young as he is? Like, if he had already Everything. been playing, okay, yeah. so if he had been playing for a while. Yeah, you'll see other prospects who, now how old is Brennan Davis, by the way? Check his age real quick. Because the other kid I'm going to talk about in a second, Francisco Alvarez for the Mets is 19. That's a huge reason. Marco Luciano was like 19, 20 last year. The kids that are that young, that's the reason their stuff spiked. How big is he? He's 20 years old. Yeah, 20. If Brendan Davis was 25 and still going to the Futures game and in, you know, single double A ball, people start to lose interest because, you know, how what's actually going to happen here? 
But Brennan Davis, for what he has done right now, if you are not into this kid long-term, you're not a Cubs fan, you're not a collector, sell it today. Like when this podcast drops this afternoon, sell it. Because he's not getting called up to the majors this year. I don't think there's anything else this season that's going to happen that causes his pricing to be above what it is now. And even if it does, you literally just doubled your money from yesterday to today. Correction, he is 22, by the way. Still young still. enough. Yeah, 22 still. You know, it's getting to the older side for a prospect, but 22 is, I mean, again, you can make money now, take your profit and run. It would be my advice, unless you're holding because you like the organization. So Brennan Davis, I liked. I did text Feinstein. I was like, hey, Mark, you know, he's, he, I think he was at the game, as a matter of fact. Um, you know, I was, uh, Brennan Davis, I knew about, I was like, who else really showed out? He gave me a few names, but the second name he gave me was Francisco Alvarez. All, and, and let me just, his exact text, let me read this, because it was, I, was I, I knew who he is. He's now Brennan, or excuse me, Francisco Alvarez is from 2020 Bowman Chrome. And I'm hoping you have some sort of a number on him. I don't know if you do or not. Um, kid is enormous. He's 19 and was crushing bombs in batting practice, then put one out in the game. He's in New York. The Mets have a pretty strong market. He's 19. I mean, if you're looking for like a long shot, the next kid with some hype around him, Alvarez is a stud. Now, I know his autos from 2020 Bowman Chrome were doing like 200 bucks bef- the day before, two days before the game, and a couple popped off last night at about 250 Now, he's interesting to me. Brennan Davis, for me, a guy in my, my situation, is an easy sell. Doubles overnight, gone. Alvarez, though, jumps up 20 30%. I'm fine if you want to take your profit now, but a 19-year-old in the Mets system who has serious home run potential and that kind of power... I think this kid could have enormous price stuff next year, even later this year if he gets a promotion. So Francisco Alvarez, Bowman yep. Chrome, PSA 10. Now those uh, are huge money. PSA 10s are probably six, 700 bucks. Um, well, let me take that out because here's the thing. There's not a lot being offered as far as eBay goes. And there's he's not on card letter currently. Um, so you may have to take out the PSA 10 title. Yeah, that's I'm taking that one out. Um, See, he's a kid, though, to me, again, while Jesse's looking that up, if you're going to do it, 2020 Bowman Chrome, just get his first prospect card. Get his Chrome base, and I would grade those immediately with SGC, and go for his autos. His 9510 autos were hovering around three to 350 Not a bad buy. His, well, what okay, do you got? so this is showing ungraded 2020 Bowman 200 Chrome 200 to auto. 250 Yeah, about 225 is right in the middle. Yeah. After the game, guess. and there was one last night for like 250 to 275. He again saw a nice little spike. Not a bad play. Um, there were a couple other guys. Nolan Gorman is another guy who's been in the news a little bit lately. Check up Nolan Gorman news. I, I didn't look into him a whole lot. Nolan Nolan Gorman was the first pick for the Cardinals, first round pick for the Cardinals in 2018 draft, which is the same product like Jared Kalenic came out of. Gorman, for the longest time, was the best selling prospect out of that class. Now we're starting to kind of climb his way through. I even talked to Vernon about him, Chris, because Chris is a big St. Louis guy. He's another prospect. His prices came down so hard. I think there's actually room to buy Nolan Gorman right now and just wait on the promotion or wait on some positive news. I think Gorman's another dude. What do you got for Gorman? So I've got a question for you. So when I'm looking up uh, Nolan Gorman, Bowman Chrome, I'm showing uh, 2018. Correct. But I'm also seeing... Okay, so I just want to clarify... When I when guys are looking this up and there's the Bowman Draft Chrome, yes, okay, good good point actually. Okay, so what I always try to do when I talk about buying somebody's first prospect card, 
Nolan Gorman, his first card was 2018 Bowman Draft, which came out in December of 2018. But he also will then have prospect cards, second prospect cards, in 2019 Bowman. He might have even been in 20. So they have multiple cards in Bowman before they ever get called up. So pre-rookie cards. There's, there's value there. There's a market there. But my point is this. I always just keep it simple. Go with the first Bowman card of the person. The first prospect card. A lot of times it'll have that actual marker on the card that says first. Makes it very simple. Yeah, like that Gorman card, for example, the 2018 one. Does that say first on it? The card you're looking for? The 2018? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, like, that's his first. Jared Kalenic, that will be his first. Oh, um, okay. Their first prospect card will have the actual, literally will that say first. really obvious, but until you said it, I, I never knew what that first was representative, representative yeah. of. Yeah. And then it just gets confusing because guys will be in two, three, four Bowman products in a row. And it's like, well, they're still not rookies yet. Uh, the first, second, third prospect, it can be very confusing. And that's not always the case either that it'll have the first, but a lot of times it will have that. Um, so to answer your question as far as pricing goes, for sure. that, it's going for about $100 right now. Raw? Uh, that's PSA 10. And so auto, or is that just a base I'm card? I'm sorry, that's, uh, that's just uh, base, not it's auto. just a base card, yeah. Yeah, his auto is going for about 400 as a PSA 10. As a PSA 10. Yeah, so Nolan. So to put that in perspective, Nolan Gorman, when he was hot a few years ago, we sold a raw red auto that we pulled for $6,500. Wait. That kid's, that kid's PSA 10 base auto that is selling for $400 right now was doing at least 1000 bucks back in the day. Gorman was a monster. He had so much hype, and then he was just a strikeout machine the first year. But he's another kid. It seems like he's starting to find his swing a little bit. The buzz around St. Louis is he's get he's actually finding himself. Maybe a promotion coming up. Not a bad time. Now, he's not super cheap because he came in at such a high level. Uh, Price-wise, it's not like he was going to be a $50 auto a year and a half, two years later. But I think that's another guy who could jump a little bit. So, anyways, a couple prospects. Um, now, we have good news, bad news. I'll let you pick it next. Good injury, bad injury. Where do you want to go? Uh, let's go good injury. You're always positive. I, we can get... We'll have plenty of time to be negative, bud. Don't you worry about it. Name something that makes you angry in life, right? Okay, okay. Um, We're going positive. So positive is Eloy? Eloy is the good news. He was back, uh, made his debut back yesterday, Sunday's game. Was it single A, double A? It was obviously not with the White Sox, but single A, double A, correct? Uh, Yeah, yes. One of those is correct. Hang on, I'm trying to pull up my news. Thing. That's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm sorry. I hijacked um, it. Bottom line is uh, made his return. Um, he did play a little bit. He did make a, an error, but he is bottom line back. Fact that he's back on the field. Yeah. Which makes me hopeful he'll be back on the field for the White Sox and the everyday lineup by the time the playoffs roll around. Yep. He um, tore his pectoral muscle. And his prices did drop pretty steep. I was going to say his pricing is down um, quite a bit, but yep. uh, let me see. Which card do you want to look at? I've got the tops update and the Bowman. Okay, so the top he wouldn't be oh, top. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm looking tops at paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I was looking at the wrong guy. Yeah, so he'd be 2019 series two tops paper. What do you have? The PSA ten? Uh Eloy is tops 2019. Yep. PSA ten. Series is, two. Again, big differentiator there. Yes. Um yep. give me some history on that card. We're looking at a peak back in March of eighty five dollars. I'm going to say right now it's doing like 30 bucks. It is doing $47. So half. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's not a bad play. It's also very cheap. Now, yes, it's a base card, and everybody hates base. But we've also seen guys like Otani's base go absolutely nuts because of on-field. I don't think I don't think Eloy's a bad. Now, what about Eloy's? What else do you have for Eloy? Well, and I do want to point out too that he he did drop down a month ago. I guess this was probably right after the injury, down to twenty nine dollars. So this is like oh, so he's climbing steady, back up. Yeah, this is a steady uh, incline. In fact, I would think right now you are in prime position to make some money on this card. I don't know how far up it goes, but just based on the technical analysis of the his pricing chart. It looks like you're in a good position to buy now. So some would argue sell it all because of your track record. <laughs> because with the I said stock it, market then is that right? The other option would be to sell. Yeah. Um, so, so 2019 top series two PSA ten Eloy's for under fifty bucks. Yeah. I think it's a pretty safe play. Card number six seventy. I'm gonna try and include card number. I, I find it more helpful when I have a card sure. number. Sure. What else for. do you have? You have another example of Eloy on there? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Tops Chrome. Tops Chrome. Now is he twenty? He's twenty nineteen tops Chrome as well, isn't he? He is. Yep. Card number two hundred two. Oh, um, PSA ten. This is a PSA ten, and this S- one is sixty bucks. No, no, no. It's eighty five dollars. Um, okay. But that right is after now. a huge spike. Um, when I say huge, it was sixty two dollars as of a couple of days ago, and when this card was last sold, um, like on the eighth, it was eighty five dollars. Nothing so, since the eighth. Nothing since the eighth. I have a hard time believing that. I mean, what was I'll the peak up. back in March or whatever? February, March. Uh, peak hit. Any guesses? One hundred and twenty-five. One hundred and fifty. Oh, so it's half of the peak, even though it's climbed up significantly since then. Yeah. So, so another he, safe card. If you can get into that card again, bases down, no question. If you can get into that card for like seventy bucks, I think that's I was, a bad yeah, play. I was about to say, I don't know if he's necessarily this spike to eighty-five dollars is a little high, but. Yeah, I wouldn't buy the spike. I wouldn't buy an 85. Yeah, but if you can get into 70, 65 to 75 bucks, and even if he jumps up another 10, 20% over that, you're talking, you can make decent money. So again, safe play. He's coming back. The team's still very competitive. I think they're first in the in the central. Okay, so oddly enough, even though this card is listed, um, for whatever reason, it doesn't have updates for the last few days. So I did pull it up on eBay, and it is now selling... Uh, yesterday and today, multiple sales, actually the last three days, 80 to $85. So 80 to 85 is a new Norman. That yeah. is the spike from him coming back. Here's the good news. That team's like 20 games over 500, the White Sox. So they're for sure going to the playoffs. That to me, Eloy just thinks a safe buy. His 2016 first, or no, excuse me, 2017 Bowman first auto as a 9510 is still just doing a little over 300 bucks, 300 to 350, depending on subs. That's not a bad buy. Those cards were 600 at his peak at one point. So I, I just think Eloy in general is a good buy. Eloy, it might, it might be time. Okay. That's the positive news. Now let's go negative. Some might argue this is the biggest story. In the, I would say this is the biggest one. The fact that my wife pointed this story out to me, like I knew it must be big. Acuna tore his ACL, done for the year. 10-month recovery time is what they're saying, which means he's going to miss a chunk of next year. Yep. Um, yeah, that's brutal. For a kid, for his athlete, with his athleticism, now, granted, an ACL now is not what it used to be. He'll be back. I don't think there's any issue there. I am curious though, and I did not look at his pricing. Now I have seen guys all over the place trying to sell him on my all the Facebook groups I'm a part of. E- eBay listings are way up. Everybody, uh, a lot of people are trying to sell Acuna right now. Yeah. What do you have for some numbers for him? Actual sales, and I think the I think the injury was Saturday. Um, Saturday, that would make sense because this is as of the 11th, so Sunday. 
Um, this is for his 2017 Bowman PSA 10. Um, the card is BCP 127. Drops. That's his first prospect Chrome auto, uh, Chrome card. Yep. Dropped down to $254. From? Uh, he was 627 uh, April 18th. So that's kind of a, what was he last week, though? Because in April, everything was higher. Yeah, sure. But last week, he was still selling 330. So he's down, what are you talking? 330 to 200 and what? What's it at 250. now? 250. So 80 bucks. You're talking 25% ish, 25 mean, to 30%. And that's for a first. That's rough. I don't think it's done falling. I, I don't think it's done. I, I do wonder. Here's the thing he has been so good when he's played. It's not like he's a prospect that came up. Like a guy just, I, I thought about randomly and saw he hit a home run last night. Akil Badu, the kid playing for the Tigers, drafted by the Twins, 2018. He started the season unbelievable on fire. Then when he got hurt, his prices just got demolished because it was like, yeah, it was a flash in the pan. Acuna is clearly not that. He's going to be a perennial top five, top 10 MVP guy every year for the next decade plus. But I do wonder how many guys will just simply cash out and take the loss quick right now so they can free up liquid down the road. So although I do think he's going to fall, I actually, I, I think we've probably seen the majority of his fall right now. I, I just don't think guys are going to sell off of him. Do you have any other cards, by the way? Of well, his? I was going to say, um, I do have another card, but that card specifically, uh, it has had a little bit more of a drop. It dropped down to 225, but okay. there was another one that has since been sold for 265. So maybe we're getting close to the bottom. That's the other thing too. Not no talk about no absolutes, right? Only the Sith deal in absolutes. I shouldn't have to tell you that. <laughs> Star Wars and Star Trek. I'm on fire, baby. You know Man. what? Rewatchables. Start it right now. Fire oh, up Seinfeld. You know I'm in. Um, no, like uh, it wasn't. Was it last year or the year before when Tatis got injured? I believe it was the year before. After a few months, his prices went nuts because guys started thinking, "Oh, he's too cheap. He's going to spike when he comes back." Even though it was months before, I actually don't think we're. I, I think we're going to see the same thing with Acuna. I could see like a few months from now when he's still six months out from coming back. They're just this notion starts floating around the hobby like, hey, got to buy in now. We're not going to have another chance. And his prices for no reason other than made up hype start to climb again. So I don't know that I'd sell him right now. I, you may see a little bit more of a dip, but I think you're going to see an unnecessary spike before he returns. And I don't think it's going to take a year to do that. So I think I, we see a little. Sell. I think we see a little leveling off in the next week or so. But then I do think after it settles in like, oh, man, it's going to be another 10 months before he's back. I think we see some more drop. That's my general thought. I, I think you're probably right. I just to me, it's already dropped 30 percent and almost everything of his has dropped except for his first autos. His 2017 Bowman Chrome autos have not dropped. A refractor PSA 10 sold last night, I think, for a record high. Indy sent it over to me over six grand or something. I believe it was the highest. That stuff's not going to drop because guys know that that's a very unattainable card for most. I will say his tops update card, um, which that we also have. Man, updates been plummeting anyways. Well, it, it's down, but it's not really down all that much from before the injury. What's it at right now? So as of right now, it says 125. Yeah, it was at like one. It's been at like 135 to 140-ish the last week or two anyways. Even that card, you've talking 10%. I could see that dropping down to 110-ish. But then I would tell guys this, if you're a patient guy who just wants a very safe play, wait till you see the Acuna market level out. I always call him Acuna. It's not right, but it's okay. I would I would spend a ton of money on his stuff if I saw it drop any further than this. If you were in a position where you can just be patient and throw the stuff in a box for six months to a year. 
I just don't think there's going to be a more surefire talent in the game over the next decade than him. Worst case scenario, he comes back and he's just never the same. I mean, but yeah, but even that at 20, he's in his early 20s. I mean, an ACL it's, and it wasn't a it doesn't seem like it's a gruesome thing. So I, I just think he's going to be back. I, I really I don't worry about him, honestly. I think it stinks for a little bit, but I think that's a guy you could you could do well if you have just patient money and you're not in this thing for like the every couple of weeks you want to flip and buy and sell. Because a lot of guys hate that game. It's a lot of pressure if you miss the window. I think this is a guy you could buy and then all of a sudden just hold it. And when his market comes back, you just sell everything then if you wanted to. So there you go. Uh, that's baseball, baby. That's baseball. <laughs> baby. Say baby. Oh, baby. I'm sorry. Good. Thank you. Um, you have a note on here for a little Wimbledon talk. Joker. So he won Wimbledon yesterday. Are we calling them Joker because you can't pronounce the name? Is that the only reason? Novak Djokovic. Okay. No, you got it. Uh, that was his 20th. That was his 20th Grand Slam title, which ties up with Nadal and Federer. Uh, first all time. I guess he's like as good as it gets. I mean, the fact that he's still winning, he's there's potential for him to win the entire Grand Slam this year, which is when you win all four majors, I guess. If you can't tell by now, first of all, you're not very perceptive. <laughs> Second of all, you love I tennis. Don't pay it. Is Andre Agassi still a thing? I remember Andre as a kid, the Nike. Who's, it was who's the angry guy? Oh, John, uh, John uh, McAvoy? Mac, McEnroe. McEnroe. Mr. Deeds. What's his name in Mr. Deeds? Yeah, that Johnny guy. Mac and Mr. Deeds. <laughs> Still the greatest tennis player. Yeah, so we had we tracked one card. We saw some pictures of this. What was the card? Do you have the info on that card? Uh, yeah, so this is his. Um, it's from Straight Sets. It's a PSA 10. 2007 um, Ace. Yes, it is. It was selling for about seven to $800 a week ago. Yeah. After this six Wimbledon win, uh, it is at fifteen hundred. Yeah. After the first day or two of the tournament, like it started climbing, hit a thousand, eleven hundred. Then yesterday, multiple sales at fifteen hundred. This sounds a lot to me like Phil Mickelson. Phil, don't even. I don't want to talk about Phil. See, we're still seeing unbelievable spikes in some of these sports when there's big time major events. Uh, same thing here. There's no reason for you to buy this card right now. And if you have one, I would sell it immediately. We saw Mickelson spike and then crash hard. Unless you're Jesse, in which case you crash hard before there was <laughs> a spike. Um, well, and his crash is still above where it was uh, before that. So Sure. Now, if, you, if you're somebody, though, who got into this card years ago for, honestly, years ago, you probably could have got this for 200 bucks. If you just thought, hey, I like this guy. He's going to be an all-time great tennis player. There's a fine line again between that collector and that buying and selling mentality. If you're a collector, I don't think I'd sell it because you're never going to get into it what you got out of it. Like if you sell it right now, you're going to pay big money to get it back if you want it back. I experienced this with Tom Brady. I was a collector, but when stuff, you know, 5, 10x, I was like, man, I'm selling it all because it'll drop and I'll buy back in. That doesn't always work that way. So again, kind of two sides of the coin here. The collector, just be, be cool and just acknowledge that, hey, it's not going to be worth 1500 bucks in a month, but it's still going to be worth way more than it was before the tournament. Awesome. If you're in it to flip, sell it immediately. I will also say this. For anybody who is curious, just because oh, you... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm back at the beach. It feels so nice. Yep. The breeze uh, in our hair, baby. The I looked this up just curious because I saw that Phil Mickelson was best athlete for men's golf at the ESPY Awards. I, know. I, I don't believe the ESPY Awards did anything for his value or really anybody's value. It seems like I don't know if the ESPY, if anyone was wondering that, but I've done the research. I think you're safe. That's almost as brutal of any award show to watch on the planet. Um, I'm, 
I was hoping that you knew something about the show. I I had no idea other than they're just calling out people who are good at athlete are good at sports. I think it's the same as the Oscars. After a week after it's done, nobody remembers or cares. So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I agree. Okay, so Joker, huge spike. New releases. We got a couple coming out on Wednesday. Uh, both 2021 baseball products. Tops Archives Retired Signature Edition. You get one card per box. It's kind of an encased. It's an archived card. Throwback. They autograph it, seal it up. There are a bunch of absolute garbage names in it. There are actually some big names. So it's retailing right now, like 75 bucks, which is high. I, I guarantee you can find this thing for like 60 bucks most places. I think it's kind of a fun, cheap rip. You know you're getting an autograph. Yes, it may be a $5 one, but you can get some big... I think Koufax, Hank Aaron, there's a number of like big-name retired guys who are in it. I think Griffey might be in it this year as well. I don't hate that. For 60 bucks. again, that's about as cheap as you're going to get a box with a nice... like with a chance at a big auto. I don't okay. mind that one. The other one that is quite a bit more expensive, 2021 Museum, Topps Museum Collection. I've not even heard of this. Is this prominent? Oh, I love it. They have... I mean, they're... It's famous. It's a famous set for its um, framed autographs, literally like oh. a gold or a silver framed card autograph with like a thick sharpie. It's awesome looking card. I like the product in general. It's expensive. So archives retired sigs to me is a personal buy. Just buy a box if you want it. Museum is a break box. I'm not spending three fifty to three seventy five on a personal box of that stuff, um, but I would buy into breaks with it. I just think it's mostly on card stuff. Loaded every. I mean all the big name rookies, all the vets. You know, you got Trout, Griffey. I believe Jeter's in it this year. Oh, cool. It's absolutely loaded. So big money cards. And those frames set in particular, uh, actually last year, my one of my last breaks I did before I sold the business, um, I pulled for this guy, Tim Julian, who was an awesome customer for years. We hit the one of one. So they're all metal framed, but the one of one is actually like a wooden card. It's oh, super, really? it's a super cool card. So I saw that it was wooden. So I was like, oh, this is great. It's a one of one auto. And then we slowly turned it around. It was Mike Trout. So oh. <laughs> I, that's probably worth, I don't even know, five, at least five grand now. One on one out of that set, maybe more. Stupid nice. That may have actually been my last full break, like that I listed as a PYT before I sold. It was wow. ridiculous. So um speaking of breaks, what are we gonna be breaking this Friday on whatnot? I don't know. Mostly singles. No, we gotta break some stuff. I've got the only rip. thing I have loose, so I've got like more of those 1989 sealed factory sets with Barry Sanders and Troy Aikman. Those are very boring, but you get big name rookies in them that you grade and you can make money. Um, I've got some of the newer Chronicles draft football. Um, you get a bunch of rookies in it. They're fairly you'll probably do those like by the pack, by the box. Yeah, so whatnot Friday night, eight o'clock. Is it eight o'clock central this time? Eight o'clock central, same time as last time. 
We're probably going to be on a while this time, too. I'm thinking it's going to be an hour and a half. I mean, we were on an hour and a half last time. Here's the other thing I've noticed about Whatnot. I do like Whatnot um, from a selling platform. It's awesome. I don't know if you saw it. You probably didn't because you don't pay attention to the Facebook group. A lot of guys starting to complain that some of these bigger, like, YouTube and, like, content creators go on there and sell stuff, and it goes for way above comps. Here's the thing. I don't have a problem with that. If people want to pay, they pay. Yeah, see, I, I, I entirely disagree with that sentiment. Now, stuff. Now, if things when we sold, for example, things were going over comps. We also gave away over a thousand bucks to to make up for that. Here is my issue, though, because I've heard sellers talk about this, and I don't like it. There's this sentiment, like, well, if that's what they want to pay, it's what I'm gonna keep doing, and then they keep doing it, right? Well, that has a huge negative ripple effect. First of all, a lot of these guys just get caught up with this fear of the moment. Hey, I want to be involved in an auction. I want to buy from this. And I'm talking specifically, as a matter of fact, I, I don't know why I'm dancing around the name. That guy Sasha was on there the other day. And guys immediately in the Facebook group, it was all over Facebook and Twitter. Like, yeah, crappy brands, cheaper graded products. Why are people paying over comps for that? Now, it's, it's cool that you get to walk away and make up. Jesse's uncomfortable now because I'm not talking nicely. No, no, no. Here's, I, here's my problem. It's, it's great that you make a couple extra bucks that night as a seller. You want to talk about the best way to never have a good buying and selling community? That right there. Consistently sell people things for over comps. Not saying you're like the bad person for doing it, but when we did it live, I would just tell guys roughly what cars were worth ahead of time. And if you start doing bidding more than that in the auction, I tell you you're an idiot. I don't want people paying three times more for the card because what happens is a month down the road, two weeks down the road, they want to resell that card so they can buy something else. And all of a sudden, the card they spent $300 on is worth 90. So I do think some of the responsibility comes on the seller. That's how I built a great community where we sold millions of dollars for years. I just, I, the short term, I don't like. I think I think it's a seller's responsibility. I would say the majority of the responsibility is on the seller. I would say what not, they have built a community up to where you can go out there and join any breaking group you want. Sure. And I think if you're going into a group where you know this product's crap, then get out of the group and go somewhere else because not everybody's selling for those same prices. And like you said, we were selling a little bit above ours, but we were also throwing stuff in and it was a whole bidding system. We we allowed the audience to bid instead of just do straight prices. Which most people do. That's what I'm talking about. Most of these things that sell way, way over comps are at the auction. Here is where, you know where, you know where whatnot is a great place to buy? Go to some of these smaller rooms. There's like 50 rooms open right now with like 30 to 50 people watching. Go to some of those rooms. You can get some deals. You can, you can do really, really well. You see some of these bigger name content creator guys on there. I'll tell you right now, you're not going to get a deal on anything. I wouldn't waste my time. Hey, Mike, let's talk about this before we're promoting ourselves as one of the bigger name people going on there and wanting people to come to our room. You should come to our room. I'm not going to oversell crap, and I'm not going to hype up garbage. So you should come to our room. When we're on whatnot on Friday night, by the way, I now want 500 people. We're going to share the we're going to share the link correctly. We're going to do some giveaways. We're going to throw in cash and do extra crap when stuff sells too high because we're not there to make a couple extra bucks. That I just don't like that. I agree. I don't like it. Quite either. frankly, I'm not a huge. You know, I'm not a huge fan of that guy, anyways. So no, he big time me at nationals. I'm good. We're done. To be fair, it's not really his like. He can't really do anything about it. I mean, he I can't tell people, but like if even if he tells people like we were telling people and stuff still. So like Griffey's or Brady's dog bone sold for $50. We can't necessarily say stop paying. So when the Kyle Lewis card sold for 60 or the Barry Sanders sold for 70 bucks or whatever it was, and it was worth like 30 or 40. I just gave him an extra card. Yeah. Just throw in a 30 or $40 card. You're still making 100 percent of the money. You're still I doing agree. better there than you would anywhere else. I agree. That's why I, I think we set ourselves apart. 
Oh, well, I, of course we're better than that. That whole thing, anyway, that's fine. If I keep talking, I'm going to really start ripping <laughs> that whole thing. So I don't want to. And it has nothing to do with whatnot. I actually really like the platform. That's why we're going to be live on there at least once or twice a month. Um, but I would just say, be careful. It's like any other platform. Don't yes. buy into the hype and the crap. There so, you go. We're going to get emails about that one. That guy's got a big following. <laughs> I just don't care. All right. Picks from the phone. Mailbag. Let's go. Rapid fire. I'm all worked up. I'm leaning forward. Oh, God. Uh, let's go. Picks from the phone. The latest one you had in here um, that we haven't already talked about. Hang on. I'm going the wrong direction. Was the Formula One card. Um, the Lewis Hamilton 2020. Lewis Hamilton. Super Fractor Auto was just pulled this weekend. The estimates that I heard from the guy is going to go for a quarter of a million. Jeez. I also heard, and I have not confirmed this, it was pulled by like the kid who bought them in the break or bought the box or the pack or whatever. I saw this two places, but I don't know that it's true. It was like a 15-year-old. I know it was oh, bought. I know it was hit in him. a Canadian group in, a, uh, in Quebec, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's true that a kid hit it. If that's true... That's ridiculous. Like that's that's awesome. Yeah. I just I saw that and I was like, dude, at fifteen, I was at working at Market Basket in Massachusetts bagging groceries. Two hundred and fifty grand. That'd be awesome. A card like this, this is one of one. You you grade it or no? Yes. I'm glad you said that because guys ask this all the time in the Facebook group. You can grade one of one cards. You should grade valuable one of one cards because it just makes it easier to sell. I don't care if this comes back a PSA eight. It is way easier to sell a huge card because at least people know the condition. Otherwise, someone buys a big card and they think, oh, I'm going to PSA 10 this. And it comes back a PSA 8. The buyer is then mad about it and tries to refund or, or gripe about it. Always. And, and one-on-ones are not that hard to price. This one is totally different. But guys always ask, like, oh, there's no comps on this. It's a one-on-one. Sure, there are. Look at comps of one-on-ones of the same person from other products. Lewis Hamilton's totally separate. But almost anything else, there are multiple comps of one of ones of people. Just do some research. But that card is ridiculous. Yep. Um, next up, we had a post uh, about card score, which we talked to. Well, I don't know if you've ever talked on the show about card score, but everything I've seen about this, I don't like. It's like a scanning machine. The I love card that shop. we have such different ideas because I like it. Yeah, I don't like a card shop. It's like a scanning machine and you pay to scan your cards in. And then basically how it was worded to me was like, it's like a crowdsourced thing where people, if you have an account, you see the scan show up in the account, you can then like vote what you think the grade will be. I don't have any clue why you would pay for this. Why do I care what a hundred other idiots have to say about a card? Can, and so devil's advocate, I care because we, like we've seen posted recently, there was, uh, what was it? The Jordan card that was like a PSA 10, but it had like some nicks on the edges. But like, so you're like, how is this PSA, a PSA 10 better than my PSA 10 with no nicks or anything like that on the edges? I just think this is another way to differentiate because not all PSA 10 or PSA 9 or whatever the grade, they're not created equally. But this is for raw cards. The wait, card scores? Card scores specifically for, well, no, but it's specifically marketed that way. At least when I saw it. I thought this was a differentiator even with graded stuff. I mean, maybe it is for that too. Even then though. Who are the who are the idiots voting on this thing? I say idiots. It could be anybody. But why does their opinion matter? You want to know what the grade of a card is? Send it in to get graded. <laughs> I don't, I just don't I don't see the need. This is another thing where I just think it's like a I just think it's very opportunistic, which is okay. Oh, it absolutely is. I I don't have any reason to ever pay, and it's not that cheap. I just don't know why would you ever pay for that. I will say I will say I don't know if we necessarily need this service, but I do like the idea that says. 
my PSA 10 is better than your PSA 10. Just like maybe not even a grading uh, of different, you know, a card score grading system, but say PSA 10, instead of doing a one through 10, did a one to a hundred or something like that. I would like to have something a little bit more broken down because I have seen a difference between one card and another with the same grade. And I would think that, you know, a one with no Knicks is better than one with Knicks, you know? No question. So. Yeah, I just, lately there's a lot of this stuff. The other thing I got a question about, which I haven't even looked at yet, this block packs thing, which is like an NFT, you get like a token, and then by process of elimination, it happens live on the website, like your token either expires or it brings you to the next round. You could get a physical card. I haven't even heard um, of that. I, I, yeah, not for me. I'll, I'll do some research and talk about it, but I have no use for that. Not to mention, I'm pretty sure it's the same people who did the fast RCR thing. And I have no use for that service either. So, um, yeah. okay. Another to me, not a big. I'm not a big fan, but who knows? I think we've exhausted picks on the phone. Um, but we did. You did have that link though for 2021 MLB draft tracker. Yeah, we'll talk about the 2021 draft. Happened last night, the first round. Uh, one thing to keep in mind: the number two pick in the draft always gets held out in terms of autographs till the following year, Bowman. So everybody drafted this year who's going to be in Bowman Draft, 2021 Bowman Draft, when it comes out in December, you can get their autographs in the product. But the number two pick, they always hold over to the following year. So Jack Leiter, no, not Jack. Uh, yeah, Jack yeah. Leiter, Al's kid. Jack Leiter, the stud pitcher from Vanderbilt, he's not going to be in Bowman Draft. Why? He's at least not going to have autos. That's just always how they've done it. They take the number two kid, they hold it over, so you at least have one guy to hype up in the following product. Oh, So he'll okay. be available in 2022 Bowman not oh, okay. 2021 Bowman draft. Interesting. Okay. The only other thing I wanted to mention quick, Connor McGregor, uh, guys that asked about, and there was some mailbag stuff. I don't know if you saw the injury. Um, oh, his, did he get hurt? Oh, his ankle folded like an accordion. Oh, oh It was no. disgusting. Mm-mm. I don't know. At his age, I don't know how relevant he'll be going forward. Um, but in terms of hobby value, he's a guy, I just, he has so much international appeal and such a, I think when he does come back and take another fight, his stuff will be strong then. So I don't think there's any reason to panic sell. Guys that ask, is this the time to dump and move on? I'd say no. Just be patient. I don't think there's any reason to dump that guy at a loss. So Okay. Um, all right. I Mailbag. think it's time for mailback. Please don't do it before I do it. You Mailbag. can do it after I do it. I got to be nicer to some of these people. Calling out a lot of people. I'm going to get beat up in Chicago. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, I don't mean to be negative just to be negative, but sometimes we get asked about stuff. There's a lot of like marketing around some of this crap. And a lot of it, I just think is garbage. I'm sorry. I just, you're an old school guy. There's nothing wrong with that. You like the way you like things the way they are. I'm going to be like hitting change. the gym hard <laughs> the next couple of weeks before we go to Chicago just to be prepared, just to be ready. Aren't there your teamsters at this place? You, <laughs> you kind of scared me with the teamster Move story. Along. Um, all right. Sin TC from the Facebook. I find this interesting because we haven't talked about him at all. And uh, it's, he's been in the news everywhere. Otani card values. They're increasing at a clip that we haven't seen since the Luca Prism era. One month ago, Otani's 2018 Bowman Chrome uh, PSA 10 was selling for about $350. Isn't it like $1,500 now? Today, he states $1,800, oh, um, but something around there. I would sell that in a minute. He says you have to be an... Idiot not to sell Agreed. dot, 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 right? Yeah, Otani's another guy. I, if you're if you're a believer that he's going to stay healthy and he's going to keep crushing the ball like he is, no problem. I wouldn't want to have my money tied up in like that card, for example. 2008, I think that's 2018 Tops Chrome. He's talking about specifically. Bowman Chrome, yep, uh-huh. Oh, Bowman Chrome, okay, PSA 10. 
Why? That's a mass-produced card. That is a base card. Sell it. The market's incredible. Now, if you want to hold on to his you know, low-numbered RPAs, uh, first Bowman autos, fine. Color non-autos even. No problem. Base stuff, I just don't know how much higher it's going to get, and I would absolutely sell it. Um, I was wondering about that, too, because everything I... I keep hearing his name being compared to Babe Ruth everywhere. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's a different game. Like, Babe Ruth, I, you know, I just don't know. The kid's also done it for less than a whole full season, so... I think his talent is unquestioned. He, he's the only guy like this in the league where he's a legit dual threat. I just, you know, it's another thing. I don't know. Pump the brakes a little bit. People talking about him like being the MVP now. Like, it's half a season on a losing team. I don't know if he's going to be MVP. To be fair, how good would Babe Ruth be in today's baseball? Ta- See, that's another thing, though. If Babe Ruth was raised playing in today, he wouldn't have been a fat guy smoking cigars on first base. He'd be in shape. He'd play. I always have issues comparing errors like that because how do you do it? You know, yeah. nutrition wasn't really a thing back then. I mean, Babe Ruth at the end, <laughs> if he had a home run, only had to walk to first because he couldn't drag himself around the bases. <laughs> you know, like it's just That's different. my era, baby. That's, Bring you it would back. thrive in the 20s. <laughs> oh, you would love <laughs> 20s baseball. You would be an up and comer in the sumo world. <laughs> there you go. Office reference. Hey, we just watched that episode. That felt good. Um, Michael Chopsinski from the Facebook. I like that name. It's a solid name. You hit a low number baseball card, one of one, or something out of 25. He's, he's given a scenario yep. here. If the player's a pitcher and you and he's gone down in all stats, do you sell at the low price or do you wait and hope he turns around and gets goes up to, so that you can sell? He's asking because he hit a one of one uh, Debbie Garcia yep, Stadium Club eggs. auto. Sure. And he doesn't want to sell or trade it for a bag of Florida beach sand, which I'll, I'll tell you, our sand was great. That's worth something. Okay, I wouldn't Don't, trade my sand for that card. So no, stay in your I lane, Joppy. Um, <laughs> it, it's hard to say. I mean, it varies all the time. Debbie Garcia, when he came out in 2019 Bowman Chrome, I believe, uh, was highly, highly sought after. Actually selling pretty well. Then he kind of fell out of favor. I think there was some injuries with him. He wasn't super good in the Yank system. Now he's come back. He's been promoted a few times. He might even be on the big league roster now. I don't. I don't follow Debbie very specific, but I mean that's it's just a personal thing. Cut you like like sell it right now. Make what you're gonna make. Or do you think hey there's a this guy could actually shine for whatever reason? You got to do a little research on the player in that regard. Not so much the card, but the actual player. Is there a realistic expectation this kid does something that makes his price jump? Uh, last I checked, I thought Devi was like a relief pitcher now. If that's the case, I'll just sell it now. What's a relief pitcher going to do? Realistically, it's going to make his prices jump. Sorry, Choppy. Sorry, I like, Choppy. I like that we're calling him Choppy now. Choppy. Uh, Anthony Elliott from the Facebook. Question related to Chris Paul discussion you had the other day. So how much of an impact, if any, does playing for multiple franchises have on a player's hobby value? I mean, none. He's at an all-time high now for his, what, fourth or fifth team? LeBron stuff sells super high. He's on his third team. I don't think it has a whole lot. Okay. There's no, I was, for some reason, I just immediately thought of Tom Brady going from the Patriots to Bucks, and there's not really. So, so that's big... an interesting thing. When you have an okay. all time great switch teams and do something the first year, like Tom Brady stuff next year or, or this upcoming season in Bucks uniforms, I think will sell substantially less than last year. Because last year, not that it's a rookie card, obviously, but it's like it was his first year with the Bucs. He won a Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. I think there's some significance to that. But then like second year Bucks cards, who cares? 
So, I mean, it'll still sell because it's Brady, but I think there's a bit of a premium when it comes to that. But, you know, like at this point, are, are people chasing Chris Paul's first year with the Suns if he wins a championship? I think there'd probably be something there, but I don't think it hurts him. I think, if anything, it helps if you do something significant with that team the first year. Okay. 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 <laughs> Say it again. We made it an hour. Did <laughs> you good. did really good. You did really good. Jeffrey Bernal from the Facebook. Weirdest. Oh, I, I forgot I put this question in. Weirdest thing to happen to y'all recently. What? You had, any, you had anything weird happen to you like recently? Why don't I don't know. What is I, I thought it'd be fun just to throw in there for a little banter. We haven't had a ton of banter. I mean, don't get us wrong. We've had what a is lot. wrong with you lately? You've been saying, not enough banter. Okay, banter. I think I'm we've had a great time. We're having a great time. Well, weirdest thing that happened. What's the weirdest thing that's happened to you lately? For Jeff. Jeff wants to know. <laughs> what is going on here? I was going to say the weirdest thing for you was the hours before we left for the vacation that your walls flooded with water. That oh, yeah, that was thing. nice. Yeah, my, We didn't know where the leak came from. The paint started bubbling in my kitchen, so I cut it open with a knife and co- had a bucket catch the water. Then we just shut everything off, left, came back. This was fun. Started to do some laundry. Washing machine filled up, did not empty. Uh, that was the cause of the leak. So I had to empty the washing machine by hand and then <laughs> buy a wash yesterday for a thousand bucks. Um, and then we were while we were in the appliance mode, we bought appliances for the new house, which cost me about oh, ten grand. Did so, you go cafe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did. did I, is it are they the white cafe? No. She okay. she likes stainless steel. Um, okay. my level of disdain for you and your wife, though, <laughs> I know this is your fault. It's nice uh, stuff. It's good. Dude, it's quality. It better be quality for ten. G makes a fine product. Thanks for the question, Jeff. What's the weirdest Um, thing happened to you, freak? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? I don't think I deserve that. Um, That's a compliment. Oh man, weirdest thing that happened to me. I really, I started thinking about this question. I don't know. I haven't had anything weird. It's been pretty status quo. Which maybe that's the weird thing. I haven't lost anything. I haven't lost money recently. I will say on the trip. I pulled an old uh, even Steven out of my pocket, um, got overcharged at a gas station buying ice cream, 20 yep. bucks. They charged me for diesel, which I did not buy. And we talked about it in the car moments later. Like, how am I going to make my how am I going to get this money back? This is not cool. We went out to a fancy dinner. My wife and I, I ordered a steak. I wanted the cowboy ribeye, which was $20 more. But my wife told me I didn't need the, that much steak. Well, Who guess what? The lady accidentally rung up. The cowboy ribeye for $20 more, even Stevens. It felt really good. That was, that's the weirdest thing that happened to me. That was a great segment. Next. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have fun. Uh, Kevin Armstrong from the Facebook. How long has the retail craze slash shortage been going on? When did the camping out waiting for Target Walmart re- restocking begin? I put this question in here because I forget a lot of times that we have so many brand new guys getting in here. Yeah, I mean, when it really started to go absolutely insane was last year with Prism Basketball. With Zion, the Prism, there were already guys doing it, buying, but you could still find them in a lot of locations. If you were in like a major city, it's like, yeah, I haven't been able to get it for two years, three years. Sure. But a lot of other places, up until that product, you could still get stuff. That's really, to me, when it started getting absolutely insane. And then it's digressed to what it is now, where half these places don't even carry it anymore. They're online exclusive. You know, people just went absolutely crazy about it. Well, and then they started fighting each other in the parking lots, and yeah. they started pulling cards out of Target and Walmart. So Yeah. I, I, and I've always, I've said this in the past, I, I 
I don't necessarily have a huge issue with it. If a guy's willing to get up at three in the morning, which some people were saying they were doing, and and camp out outside of a Target, you know, if that's how you want to get your hustle on, it's better than you not doing anything. I'd rather you hustle and do that. You know, some guys, hey, I can't get stuff for my kids now. Yeah, that's things. I hate that. I hate to see that. But I can't, you know, I don't know. I, I have a hard time, like, really being mad at people for doing it. Okay. Uh, don't I, say it I almost again. got away with it. I almost don't got away. do it. Jake Baker. Uh, From State we Farm? We didn't talk about this, and I was, so I was curious, too. He wants to know, did you end up stopping at that card shop that you said you were planning on stopping at? No. On the Mason way home? messaged me, and he was like, big hit sports cards down to Spanish Fort. He's like, by the way, the roof's getting replaced in the whole building. Oh. Some stupid hurricane thing. He's like, we're not going to be open tomorrow. Come on, Nate, you jerk. Fail. We love you. You're doing really good. Nate's um, a nice guy. <laughs> but to follow that question up, sure. Uh, Jake wants to know. So, what makes a good card shop, in your opinion? And what happens when this generation of fifty to sixty year old men retire and they call that their career? They're done. Nothing, because there's so many young guys in the card shop game now. Like in the last couple of years, that has really taken off. Eddie's open, Eddie with Geo Breaks. Uh, him that and Walk Off. Yeah, him and him guy. and Nick Piper from Walk Off Submissions. They teamed up. They're opening a shop in the next couple of months in San Jose. Cards. Nash Cards is local. Grand Slam's local. Uh, the Shep's thing just opened. In yep. There's plenty of young guys in the game. Um, what makes it good to me? A shop owner who actually interacts with customers. Mm-hmm. You go to some of these places. You walk in, and it's like all they want to know is, "Are you buying?" Here's a price done. Yeah. It's the same thing with breakers. Interact, build your shop into a community, take an interest in people, give back to kids, lose a dollar to make a hundred, you know, down the road. I have some business sense, which in this hobby, a lot of people don't. So uh, there's plenty of good shops out there though, you know, but that's, to me, it's an atmosphere. When we did the, the road trip last year and we had to hit a bunch of card shops, some of the places you walk in, I've been there for like 15 minutes looking at something. Nobody would say a word to me. I was like, I'm good. I'm out. Like you have no salesman knowledge at all. It, that yeah. stuff irritates me. So pricing too. Don't pay more because if they give you that stupid line. You know, I've got overhead and this and that. Oh yeah. Not my fault. You have a shop. I could buy it on eBay for this. Have a good price. So Steve Dunbar brings up our next question. And I think it kind of segues into the sales aspect okay. of this. So he asks, when are we getting all things national episode? Looking forward to it. Uh, I just want to point out when it comes to, national and buying and selling things. There's another question that kind of goes into this too, but we are, I would say you have to be willing to work with these guys as far as don't always take the first response as the only response. Like if they say this is what the card value is, I think people underestimate the power of negotiation. Afraid to negotiate. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big issue. There's limits to that, though. Like, if it's a $200 card and a guy's asking $400, I'm not going to waste my time. Sure. But if he's asking $250, okay, I can negotiate some. So the all things national, I would say the Tuesday, the week of the show, Tuesday is like the 26th. I think that's the Tuesday before, uh, which the show, I think people are setting up that Tuesday, and then it opens Wednesday to the VIPs. That Tuesday, though, I think will be like a national, like we'll start with the big picture thing, but then almost all national talk, what to look for. What, and then Friday, the main stage, uh, the show we're doing live at national, we'll do a bunch of like live Q&A from people at the audience. Me and Jesse going to have fun on the show and just goof around. Uh, we're going to we'll involve you, that. the audience. Yeah, I, I'm hoping a lot of people are going to be there and be at the show. Nothing worse than doing a live show in front of 12 people. So. <laughs> 
Uh, it'll be like how we normally feel it. I mean, I feel like there's only Ronick listening to the show when we record it. So we haven't heard from Ronick yet today. Ronick, how's it going today? Ronick, you good? I feel bad not having. Pretty good. Yet. I'm just listening, listening in. You know, Are you hyped up about that football? What happened here? I know you're a big soccer guy. Uh, I honestly think yesterday was probably the worst possible ending to the tournament. So yeah, I I didn't pay attention at all. I was going to say Italy the same won. thing. Uh, Italy won, but they won in kind of like a very sad fashion because. Uh, England blew a lot of penalties and now like a lot of their players are getting kind of like racially abused online. So it's, it's not, not very fun. What? Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Those what? Europeans really making America look great. Speaking <laughs> of racial. That's oh, perfect. There we go. We'll cut that part out. Awesome. All right. Move along. Thanks for jumping uh, along. Thanks Ron. Um, <laughs> Brian Olecki. What are your thoughts on HGA as a grading option? Next question. No, 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 no. I, I don't like I tell you one thing. I there's a couple, there's pros and cons, right? I think Tyler is out in front and talks to people all the time. You can find him on all the social media platforms. It's good that he's transparent. He, he's been very kind. He's talked to me a bunch of times. He's helping us set up in September at the card show they're throwing out in Knoxville, Tennessee. I also think you're the owner of a huge company now. Just I would let a lot of the social media crap go. I'd focus on marketing and hire people to do that stuff. That's me. And mm-hmm. you know what? He has a company worth more than any company I own, so I'm not one to give advice. Currently. The people that irritate me, though, are the fanboys. You can't start talking to me about HGA long-term and why it's the best company when there's no track record yet. There's nothing proved by that. So pump the brakes. Now, if you want to grade there because you like the look of the holders, the custom holders for your PC cards. I think PC that's the cards, biggest thing they got going. PC cards, fantastic. But I would never... I, I, how are they authenticating cards? No one knows. They released that video a couple weeks ago, which he's come out and said was an absolute mistake. Showed a bunch of 20-year-olds working in some random factory that was like, you know, who are these guys examining my cards? They make a lot of claims of AI. Now, I've, I'm keeping the book open in September, which, by the way, you're coming. I don't want to hear any of this. I'm selling mouse pads. <laughs> you're coming for the day because we're getting a walkthrough and a demonstration of how that AI works. Okay. If you can show me groundbreaking software it's not going to be AI. I already know that's just a stupid catchphrase. But although sure. I was told specifically it will be, so I'm going to lose my <laughs> mind about that. Um, then fine. If you're going to like revolutionize things and you can show me specifically how you are authenticating a card, great. The issue I have, though, with, the, it, with all that is, oh, they have this cutting-edge technology. Well, then why do so many labels come back with the wrong name on it? Or they have three grades that are one and one grade's a lot higher and it has the wrong total grade from it. If everything's a smart technology and software, why are there? Those are human errors, it seems like to me. But this is an AI grading company. How does that happen? A lot of questions need... I think it's a valuable, I think it's a viable option for some. But to me, I just don't... Yeah, I'm not on board with it yet. Didn't they say something about showing off at the Nationals or no? No, at no, the, no. September. The not, not at the National. Won't okay. be ready by then. Okay. Patent pending... You know, big legal thing. But in September, I was guaranteed we will be able to see it in person demonstrations. So, okay. I'm excited. We'll see then. Um, All right. How many more do you want to do? A few more. I was late starting the show today. So, I mean, we're over an hour right now. We fulfilled our contract. So, get out of here. We're like right over an hour. We didn't start till 10 or 15 after. uh, It was 11 after. No, I'm fine. Let's keep going. Will (laughs) Cole Petersburg from the Facebook. Well, older PSA slabs rise in value solely because of the current price to grade with PSA. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I think the populations on most things are very high. I think if anything, you'll start to see a lot of old. And when he says older, like pre before they had the, the hologram sticker, 
No, I think people have lost faith in a lot of those old holders. But stuff that was graded like five years ago, no, I think there's still a good number of that already graded. Like I don't, I don't think it's going to affect. And a lot of stuff still coming out. That's the thing. There's so much stuff coming out of PSA still. No, I don't think there's going to be any significant positive influence on the market in that respect. So that's a good question that I was wondering about when I read this. It didn't really go into when he says older, but let's say, for example, I have a Griffey card that's 20 years old uh, graded versus one that was graded last week. Is there a difference, same grade, is there a difference in value? Yeah, people have more confidence and you'll notice it. Th those older PSA holders were just a little bit easier to tamper with and mess with, as opposed to the new ones with the hologram and everything. Not that there haven't been examples of that being tampered with as well. A lot more difficult. So, yeah, to me, I try to specifically keep my Brady's in those new holders. Interesting. Okay. Um, the other PSA question was from Grant Thompson. When PSA gets through their backlog, what pricing do you think we'll eventually see for a per card? I think the low, I, I, I just think the lowest option is going to be, I mean, it was 25 right before the shutdown, maybe 35 but I don't think we see that before next spring. Okay. I'd be very surprised. Uh, la well, I've got two more. If you two, more. Yeah. Do, no, do two more. Yeah, uh, do two more. I'm going to do two. Connor Larson from the Facebook. Do defects in game-used memorabilia patch cards affect the surface grade? Example, there's a string coming off the jersey patch of the card. Uh, should he trim the card or trim the string or leave it? I don't know how it affects the grade. I'm not sure how they look at that. I think it's actually a cool feature. Like I, I've had some cards like that. Like you'll Seems have a piece more of authentic. It. Yeah, and it just has a cooler look. It just distinguishes it a little bit. Mm -hmm. What it does to the grade, I mean, if it's made that way by the factory, I, I wouldn't think it would affect the grade. And I don't think they're grading the surface of the, like the patch of material. They're grading the surface of the card itself and of the edges. I don't think it would affect it, but I'm not the guy to ask for that. Yeah, I, I don't really know. I wouldn't trim it though, for sure. Uh, thanks for nothing. Christopher <laughs> Duff from the Facebook. What's your strategy for preparing for a new season? Let's say NBA or NFL. Do you chase the first product to hit score, et cetera, uh, trying to flip the stuff that hits the market first or hold off for more appealing products like Prism? Me personally, I'm not a big wax guy. I don't chase a lot of the new stuff. I, I am the type that would take a flyer on brand new product or stuff that releases later on a guy who's not as hyped up. So Rondale Moore is a guy I'm trying to buy up now, uh, even in some of the early releases. The early releases are not nearly as valuable. I think him as an individual player, though, his stock is going to rise so much that all of his products will rise. Um, same with Tua. Like, Tua's not a... Like, I would buy Tua score or a Tua, you know, low-numbered prism card because I think him as a player is going to outperform his value and all of his prices will then rise. But I'm not real big into the buy brand new, try to grade and flip and come back. I just don't have time for it anymore. I used to. Back in the day, that was my thing. Buy it immediately, rip it that day, walk it right into somebody's sub, get it graded back quickly, sell it immediately. You know, capitalize on, on the market early. But now I just don't have a lot of time to do it. And I've lost interest, quite frankly, in some of it. I just like to chase who I chase now. We had some good questions this week, actually. We actually, I, I pulled almost every question from the mailbag. Uh, there was a couple others that are just long, but yeah. Good stuff, yeah, guys. I would say this. If you're leaving a mailbag question, I like them. If they're like three or four paragraphs, probably not going to make it onto the show. Not that they're not valid, but it's a little bit tough to read a book in like an hour show. So, yep. do we have any, what are we doing? 
Uh, we talked about what now? What's uh, the this weirdest Friday? thing that's ever happened to you? <laughs> I like, that was my favorite question. They said recently, not ever. I got a oh, whole okay. story of ever. Uh, yeah, what not? Eight o'clock Friday night. We're going to be live selling. We're going to be live in the same room together. Are we going to get loose, Jesse, again? Is that what I'm... I'll, I'll have a little uh, a little Friday night uh, libation. I had my SGC order, my second or third. I've dropped them off every week now. One of them just popped again. I'm going to pick up the cards at Nash Cards on Wednesday. They'll be nice. back. So I got eight or 10 cards I want to sell. I'll, I'll tell you right now, too, I, I'll have a bunch of stuff. We'll kind of put some stuff in the queue like before. Um, we're kind of going to go in there and have fun as well. Take like Q&A. We'll kind of talk. Yeah. We'll sell some stuff. But I'm not going to be one of these guys who just one thing after another and trying to pump stuff up. I don't care that much. I like the I like the platform because I think it's cool for singles, and that's why we're using it. Um, if you're not selling on there yet, I know it's a long list. Try to get on there because it's a great place to sell, and you can buy you can find some real good deals in some of the smaller rooms. And I think you'll be able to find some deals Friday with us because we're going to give stuff away. And if you overpay too much, just because you get caught up in an auction, we're just going to give some extra crap to you. So I will say I recall last time we did it, us saying to the crowd. Stop bidding right now because you're yeah. overpaying. This card's worth so, 300 bucks. If you bid 301, yeah. you're a moron and I'm not going to ship it to you. <laughs> we didn't call anybody a moron. I like, want like, mean. I do want hundreds of people. I think that, I think the Sasha dude had like 250 the other night is what I heard. I, I want that. like 500 people on there. I think that's easy for our I want a thousand people on there. That, oh, you heard it there, folks. Go to the website. We don't plug the website enough. Sportscardsnonsense.com. I shared it today on all the Facebook groups just because it has all of our card services on there, merchandise, all that other crap. So It's got links, all sure. the, anything you need to know about the show, and then some. Um, I think we're pretty good. Other than that, go ahead and hit them with the outro. It's inhale. Why isn't it outhale? Why, <laughs> that never take on. Uh, yeah, brought to you by the Ring of Podcast Network, powered by Spotify, the most fantastic podcast company in the history of the world so media good. company mm. conglomerate if you would mm. uh on thursday's show i don't think we have any guests we don't have any guests actually we haven't had we, we need a we, guest we probably need a guest we need someone decent though yeah i would not hate to have a soccer guest thursday Ooh, that'd but it would have to be somebody we need the next soccer guest chris ryan was great for what he did the next soccer guest has to be a card guy. card or somebody else who's just cool i don't know or if you think you're really cool, hit us up. No, no, <laughs> no please don't. don't do that. I don't. I, I can't do it. I'm sure there's a plenty of fine people. I don't want to have you on the podcast. I just, <laughs> it's not personal. I just how do why why are you, why would you be good at this? Because I'm entertaining. Here's the fastest right. way to get on the show: create a beef with Mike and then come on the show when he wants to yell at you. It, it works I've out. I've been well. pretty low key, haven't I? I you haven't have really been. picked a fight with anybody. Well, that's what I'm saying. They need to pick a fight with you. There you go. I guess we're done. All right, that's it. We're rambling now at the end. So we're done. Thanks for listening. Uh, and we'll be back on Thursday for the next show. It's going to be even better than this show. It's going to be fantastic. Not possible. You should listen, because by then we're going to have really hype up the NBA Finals. It's going to be so exciting. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.